Hi, I'm Gordon. And I'm Fiona. We're from Gate Church International in Dundee, Scotland, and we'd like to welcome you to this week's podcast. Our goal here is growing people to bring Christ into our communities and to see you get connected with God, His people, and His purpose. We hope this message inspires you in your faith journey. Thank you. So I was down at one of the gates. This church is called Gate Church International, or the Gate Fellowship it was first called, then the Gate Christian Fellowship, then the Gate, then Gate Church, then Gate Church International, but everybody still calls it the Gate. So welcome to the Gate this morning. So I was down at the Cowgate this morning, where George Wishart preached in 1544 a phenomenal message against the plagues that were happening in the city at that time. And he was bold as a lion, and he stood up and preached because he wanted to help the people inside the city who had the plague, and they were stopping people getting inside the city at the same time. So he stood up on this gate, and he preached. And he preached boldly from Psalm 107 that I might get to in a moment or two. And he preached the word boldly. And something happened where people's hearts were touched, and people were remorseful, not just because of the condition of the atmosphere, not just because of the condition that was happening in the nation at the time, but they were under the conviction of the condition of their souls. They realized that they needed a Savior, they needed a Christ, and some cried out, I'd long just to go to be with Jesus now. That was back in 1544. But after George Wishart was finished preaching because he was a reformer. He came down from the city gate. He walked down, and the Spirit of God prompted him, and he noticed there was a cardinal. One of the cardinal cardinal Beaton's men were there with a cloak on, and he discerned that there was a blade under the cloak. And in that moment, he grabbed the man's hand, and from underneath his cloak, the knife fell out. And he confronted the man, and the man got on his knees and repented and he was sorrowful, and he wept, and he said sorry. And George Wishart hugged him and embraced him and forgave him in that moment. Isn't that powerful? Because in that moment, that man, in in that time, in that place, he could have been executed. It could have been off of his head. But in that moment, Wishart displayed forgiveness towards the man. So this morning, I I want to preach a little sermonette And uh, it's from, we're starting a series on wise words. And this morning, I want to preach on wise words, words of wisdom. And this morning, I want you to imagine a wrestling ring or a boxing ring. And in the red corner is Mike Tyson. I'm only kidding, not Mike Tyson. In the red corner, there is fear. Can you visualize it? Can you see it? There's fear. There's fear of coronavirus. There's fear of economic downturn. There's fear of this, there's fear of that, there's there's fear of everything. It's just complete fear. But in the blue corner, there's the church of the Lord Jesus Christ, not armed in its own strength. It looks, you know, it looks a bit skinny and scrawny. It's not powered in its own strength. But that, that church has a sword, and the sword is called the sword of the Lord. It's the Word of God that overcomes fear in moments of time. We're living in a moment in history that is very unique. We're living in a moment in time where I've never sensed such fear in our nation. And I want to preach to some people here this morning. You might feel like you're somebody that can be overwhelmed with anxiety, overwhelmed with fears. 
I want to preach to you here this morning. If you're someone that is just riddled and full of faith all the time, just listen in and intercede for the rest of us who suffer at times from fears and anxieties. But I want to preach to those people here this morning. I think that's all of us. I want to bring a word of encouragement to you here this morning. Because one of the things about wise words is that God brings wisdom. God brings His Word in due time, in due season, right time, right place. Upload your fear to God. Say, God, I submit my fear, my anxiety to you. Download the boldness of God. That's the great exchange, Isaiah 61, where it talks about garments of praise for garments of heaviness. There's a great exchange that takes place. And God wants to impact and empower us with His great, powerful wisdom in life. There's moments coming in the next days and weeks where you will need the manifold, manifest wisdom of God like never, ever, ever before. There are moments going to arise where people are going to have conversations with you where you're going to say, Jesus, help me. Give me the words to speak at this moment in time. But God himself will give you the words. The Spirit of God will give you the unction. The Spirit of God will give you the utterances to speak these things that He wants you to speak in that moment of time. Greater is He that is in us than He that's in the world. The Word of God has power over fear. So this morning we will, we will mention some people who struggled and suffered with small-mindedness. We can look at, for example, like a man like Gideon, who, th- who was in there, he thought he was the least, the least guy in the least family, in the least tribe, in the least nation on planet earth. He had a chip on his shoulder, and he wasn't from Dundee. He was from Israel, and he, he, he was struggling because he didn't think that God could use him. But Gideon, when, when the angel of the Lord appeared to Gideon, it, it, it asked, the angel asked Gideon to arise, basically, and to arise to his destiny and his calling. And there's something about when the Word of the Lord comes to us, we can arise and we can speak out the words of God with great boldness and great power. When often we hear sermons about guys like George Wishart, we think of the preachers. But this morning, I'm, pre- I'm preaching to the preachers who are in the marketplace. You might work in a hospital that is riddled with fear. You might work in a school that's riddled with fear, a hotel, university, wherever it may be. There's people that will be surrounded with fears. But you are going to bring the Word of God. You're going to bring the Word of correction that will bring the right alignment for that assignment. Because God has placed you in that place of darkness. I want to tell you here this morning that fear is darkness. Fear is not something that God sends upon us. And God wants to deliver us of our fears. And He wants us to be the voice of God. And this might be your time. This might be your moment where you bring people to know Jesus. You might pray with people in this moment, in this time. As we go digital, it might be in the next few weeks. As we do services and sermons and small groups, larger locations, depending on what government rules come in, we will be proclaiming and preaching Jesus Christ crucified. Because He is King. Jesus is king. In this moment in time, people will feel vulnerable, but people will be more open to the preaching of the gospel of Jesus Christ. Governments try to shut down the voice of God. Governments over the years have tried to close down the Bible even being preached in parts of planet Earth. In Iran today, there's so many people coming to faith in Jesus Christ, and it's women who are leading the movement. It's women small group leaders. 
you know, and it goes against a lot of evangelical philosophy on leadership. The Spirit of God is just moving supernaturally. And there's windows of opportunity in this time and this moment where God is going to move powerfully in your life. There's moments to be seized. There's opportunities to be had. And as we broadcast services, as we go more digital, there's opportunities to gather people in your home and pray for people. The government are going to probably, I don't know if it's been announced today, but um, where people over 70, they're going to suggest they stay at home all the time. But I want to preach the 70 pluses this morning. Get your Bible out and get online and start doing a podcast or a Godcast or a Gordon cast or a Bill cast or whatever your name is cast and start telling people about Jesus on social media. Do something, take action and be alive for him. There's moments in time where you can arise in him and you can make a difference. We've got a choice. We can be choose to be choose to be isolated. I don't just mean isolated as in isolated in our homes where we might have to do that. But don't be isolated. Be online. Use the, all the FaceTime stuff. Use all these things to stay in contact with people and be an encouragement to people. People are receptive to the Word of God in these times, these days, and these hours. Come on. Wisdom versus fear. Where does wisdom come from? Well, in Solomon, Solomon uh, was the king after David. King David, we know, is the most famous king on planet earth thousands of years ago. And he had a son by the name of Solomon. So David was a warrior. Solomon wasn't. That's why Solomon needed wisdom. He was about to build the temple, and uh, he had a choice. It says in 1 Kings 3, 6, he says, he, he cries out to God because God speaks to him. And he has a choice in that moment, and he could have asked for riches. He could have asked for all these resources. But what he does, he asks God for understanding. Give me an understanding heart. That means, God, help me download wisdom. Then in the Scripture, it goes on to say that God not only gave him wisdom, God was pleased with him, but God said, I'm going to give you all these other things as well. And wisdom, 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 wisdom is powerful. So it's important that we download wisdom like Solomon did. I believe we need to pray for our leaders of our nation as well. The President of the United States, now what I'm about to say, I don't want you to get, think I'm getting political about the President of the United States, okay? Because sometimes he says wise words and sometimes, anyway, swiftly moving on. So he's called the National Day of Prayer in America today. Is that a good thing or is that a good thing? That's called wise words. And at times in American history, there's, there's, there's presidents who've called for national days of prayer. There was a cholera, cholera outbreak in 1920, killing millions of people in India, China, Indonesia. And it spread throughout the world, and, and it began to hit Europe as well. And there was a lot of people killed, over a million in Russia. And it began to permeate North and South America. And... Um, it began to ravage a number of cities, and the U.S. president, Zachary Taylor, and they called them Old Rough and Ready. Who does that remind of us? <laughs> a nickname was given because of his prowess and a general fighting in the War of 1812. And, and he, called, he called for a national day of fasting and prayer. And within a month of that national day of fasting and prayer, the thing subsided. Come on. Come on. So, church, it's important we pray, but can we halt for a moment and just pray for our national leaders? 
that they'll humble themselves. You know, atheism rules in parliament and all these things, but Jesus Christ is Lord. And there's some Christian voices in our parliament. So let's pray. Can we just stand and pray in this moment? Is that okay? Heavenly Father, we just come before you right now in prayer and in faith. And Lord, we pray for this great nation, for the United Kingdom and for Scotland. God, we just cry out to you that our leaders will call for a national day of prayer against all odds, against the background of liberalism and atheism. God, we cry out to you that things would turn in our land and that you would do an amazing thing in this place, oh God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Jonathan, can you come up and just help me pray for the nation in this moment? It's okay. It's just the Holy Spirit. He'll give you the words. Thank you, Lord. Just pray. Oh, God, we thank you, Lord, that you, you started all. You, you, you came and you, 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 oh, Father, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Father, we thank you that you are Lord. We thank you, Lord, that you love us so much, that you sent your son, Jesus to die on that cross, mm. to be sacrificed for us. Lord, that we could come to your presence, come and sit on your lap. Someone mm. say, Father God, help. Father God, help. And Lord, we come to you as a family, Lord, to say, help this nation. Help the leaders in this nation. Mm. Help all the people who are involved in all the medical stuff. Mm. Help, Lord God. We mm. just say, God, help us. Mm. Help us, Lord mm. Jesus. Yes. Thank you, Lord. Amen. Thank you, Jonathan. That was good. Let's give him a round of applause. Good prayer for Jonathan. So, some of you that you can have a seat. Some of you just needed to hear the voice and the prayer of a grandfather here this morning, didn't you? Like a voice of comfort, you know, rather than a youth like myself standing here preaching. So, it's, it's great. Thank you, Jonathan. That was awesome. That was powerful. So, a national day of prayer was called in the United States of, of, of America and and and. and uh, wisdom cried out from a president in those days, but we need wisdom to cry out. Thank you for praying. Wisdom will cry out in this land and this nation, and people will get on their knees and they're praying. We can see things turned around because fear is telling us it's going on for a year. The, even, even the medical people are telling us it's going for months or years or whatever, but we need a miracle in our land. God can heal our land. I love it when the Spirit of God moves upon presidents, upon people who don't even know God, and, and they call days of prayer, and there's something supernatural takes place. So wisdom, wisdom is powerful. Wisdom in prayer, it says in James chapter 1 verse 5, if any, of, any of you lacks wisdom, you should ask God who gives generously to all without finding fault, and it will be given to you. Listen, folks, we are going to need wisdom in the coming days like we've never needed it before. We're going to speak into people. You know, it's not just about me getting my bog roll off of the, the Tesco's, Tesco's shelves. Come on. It's bigger than that, isn't it? Even the, the, the guy that leads uh, Sainsbury has asked people, just chill out, guys. Chill out. Take a chill pill. There's enough food to go around. There's enough blue roll to go around. Consider your neighbors. Consider other people. He's asking for consideration in the supermarkets. That's called wise words. 
And we pray for wisdom in our nation that wise words will come out of CEOs, that wise words will come out of people that run old folks' homes, that wise words will come out of people that run governments, that wise words will come out of people in, in charge of education, that wise words will flow across our land. But wise words will flow out of you and I. Wise words as we take food to the elderly. Wise words as we pray with people on their doorstep. Wise words will flow. There's opportunities to pray just now where people have been closed for years and have said, no, 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 do you want to pray? Can I pray for you? No. Can I pray for you? I, there's some people I've asked, can I pray? No. But I'll tell you, there's, there's a door open right now. And just say, I'm going to pray for you. You in or you out? Amen. Because uh, I'm going to pray that God will protect you from this thing. Okay, please pray. So there's, there's an openness. There's an openness to Jesus in this time and this season. So there's a couple of things that we need. We need in this time and this season. We need, we need wisdom, but we also need boldness. Boldness does not equal loudness. I'm on a wee bit on the loud side, but boldness does not equal loudness. Boldness is to do with the Holy Spirit. Boldness is a hallmark of the New Testament church. Boldness is something that comes from Him. Boldness means that we can open our mouths quietly and softly and declare the works of the Lord. That's what boldness is. And God is going to give us tremendous boldness in this time and this season. He's going to give us the words to speak. Wisdom is going to overcome fear. In the bread corner, there's fear. In the blue corner, there's wisdom. Wisdom with the word of the Lord, with God's power, God's strength, is going to change. It's going to bring defeat. It's going to bring victory in Jesus' name. Here's a great thing where, where in the book of Acts it says, The members of the council were amazed when they saw the boldness of Peter and John, for they could see that they were ordinary men with no special training in the Scriptures. They also recognized them as men who had been with Jesus. There's the key. Be with Jesus. Pray like you've never prayed before. Get on your knees like you've never got on your knees before. Pray in the Spirit like you've never prayed in the Spirit before. Read the Bible. Confess the Word like you've never confessed the Word before. And things will change for the glory of God. Come on, saints. We are His church. We've got the power of the sword of the Word of the Lord. And God's going to do something awesome and powerful in our midst. So be expectant that God is going to do great things. It says in Psalm 107, and this is the psalm that George Wishart quoted from uh, uh, 1544. That's exactly 400 and something years ago. I kind of get my head around the math. But it was a long time ago. <laughs> it was many hundreds of years ago. He preached a sermon. But here's the psalm. <clears throat> when I speak this, I believe that chains are going to fall off people this morning. I believe that people are going to get set free. We had the testimony of Diane this morning of how uh, Jesus set free from, from the chains, from the addictions. Now, many of us have addictions, and it might not be the things that she was on. Many of us have chains, and it might not be things that she was on. But we have chains. We have things that hold us and bind us. But as I speak this out this morning, I believe that God is going to break some chains as we declare them. It says, give thanks to the Lord, for He is good. His love endures forever. Let the redeemed of the Lord tell His story. Those He redeemed from the hand of the foe. Those He gathered from the lands, from east and west, from north and south. Some wandered in desert wastelands, finding no way to a city where they could settle. They were hungry and thirsty, and their lives ebbed away. Then they cried out to the Lord in their trouble, and He delivered them from their distress. He led them by a straight way to a city where they could settle. 
Let them give thanks to the Lord for His unfailing love and His wonderful deeds for mankind. For He satisfies the thirsty, and He fills the hungry with good things. Some sat in darkness, in utter darkness, prisoners suffering in iron chains because they rebelled against God's commands and despised the plans of the Most High. So He subjected them to bitter labor. They stumbled, and there was no one to help. Then they cried to the Lord in their trouble, and He saved them from their distress. He brought them out of darkness, the utter darkness, and broke away their chains. Let them give thanks to the Lord for His unfailing love and His wonderful deeds for mankind. For He breaks down gates of bronze and cuts through bars of iron. Some become fools through their rebellious ways and suffered affliction because of their iniquities. They loathed all food and drew near gates of death. They cried to the Lord in their trouble, and He saved them from their distress. He sent out His Word, and He healed them. He sent out His Word, and He healed them. He rescued them from the grave. Let them give thanks to the Lord for His unfailing love and His wonderful deeds for mankind. Let them sacrifice thanks offerings and tell of His works with songs of joy. Come on, saints, there's something powerful. That man preached on that gate, that bit of wall that's been left in the middle of the cow gate in front of a block of flats. He preached there 400 and odd years ago. He preached the Word of the Lord. God rescued him from the plague, but God also rescued him from a man with a blade. So God, God rescued him. And many, many people came to know Jesus in that time. And many, many people, even today, we're hearing testimonies of people that have been surrounded by people with a coronavirus, and they're not getting touched. They're testing, and there's nothing there. They've been proclaiming the Word of the Lord over themselves. They've been taking communion, like Fiona said this morning, declaring the Word of the Lord, and something supernatural was taking place. So, saints, it's important. It's important that we recognize the power of God's boldness, the power of God's wisdom, as we face the days that we do. Be bold in prayer. Be bold in your proclamation. Be bold as you stand up for Jesus. Be bold in washing your hands. Be bold in all things. But remember that Jesus is King and Jesus is Lord. Fear not these things that are coming upon this land. And let's cry out for a land that God will turn it around, that the presidents and prime ministers, whoever they are, will turn to the Lord and cry out to Him. There's been revivals in this land before. Up at the Free Church in Dundee, there's a statue to a man called Robert Murray McChain that preached here 200 years ago and saw thousands of people coming to know Jesus in the midst of turmoil and difficulties at that time. So the preaching of the Word has always gone forth. I want to tell you here today, presidents come and go. Rulers come and go. Pres uh, sorry, political parties come and go. Queens and kings come and go. Nations actually come and go. But the Word of God stands forever and ever. A few hundred years ago, they tried to mock. There was a man who mocked the Bible, mocked the Word of God. He ridiculed it. He mocked it. But his house eventually became a printing press for the Bible a hundred years later. How, how ironic is that? So the Word of God stands forever. 
The church of Jesus Christ has been here the last couple of thousand years, and it's getting stronger and stronger in the midst of darkness. The church is still alive today. Jesus is alive. The Jesus that we believe in is not just some religious figure that we believe in. Jesus is alive. And the Holy Spirit of God that comes and dwells within us is the same Spirit that raised Jesus Christ from the dead. How come there's a billion plus people still believe that, or two billion plus people who, who recognize the, the teachings of Jesus, and there's a lot of people who are followers of Jesus now today? So as we follow Him, as we worship Him, as we honor Him, God will do great things in our midst. Come on, Scotland. Your time has come. Come on, the United Kingdom. Your time has come. Come on, church. Your time has come. It's time to arise in great boldness. And as you go out to your marketplace, your sphere of influence, Fiona talked about the meter around you, as you go into that place this week, Jesus is Lord. And Jesus is going before you. God will give you great wisdom. He'll give you witty inventions. If you're a teacher or a headmaster, God will give you witty inventions on how to teach these kids. There might be band gatherings, but God will give you wisdom on how to reach and teach. If you work in hospitals, God will give you wisdom on how to handle your job situation. God will give you wisdom how to, to, to pray with people, even though it's banned. Somebody might say, can you pray with me? Amen. You know, pray for invitations that people will say, can you pray for me? And you'll be able to pray with people. Come on, saints. And uh, this week, when you're online with your family and friends, just say, do you know what? I'm believing. If somebody says, how's, how's things with the coronavirus? Just say, the thing about the coronavirus, Jesus Christ is Lord. Whether I live or die by it, whether I live through the coronavirus or die by it, Jesus is Lord. Jesus is King. And that's the main thing. So, Father, I thank you for your word here this morning. I thank you for all that you're doing, all that you've done. We thank you for the testimony of Diane. And I pray, oh God, that we as your church, we as your people, we'd be bold in this time and in this season. Father God, as I said at the start, I'm preaching to those who sometimes find fear and anxiety overwhelming. I pray, oh God, the Spirit of God, that you, you would stir up within them an overwhelming sense of joy, an overwhelming sense of peace, an overwhelming sense of faith, that they would declare your word and they wouldn't just help themselves, but they would help others as well. I pray that the bread, not just the bread of the, the, the bread of human food, but the bread of life would go out around the city at this time. We pray that your church would go viral online and touching people's lives, and you would do great things amongst us. I just pray that, oh God, in Jesus' name. And all God's people said, Amen, amen and Amen. What we're going to do today, we're going to finish with we're going to finish with a song. Let's do a song of worship, and as we go from this place, is coffee being served today? Yes, we're, we're, we're not afraid of the coffee. We're not afraid to drink coffee. We can have coffee together. If there's any elderly people, if you can't walk, just uh, we need to pray for you or bring your coffee up, uh, but just, just we're going to do coffee and fellowship at the end, and I'm going to encourage small group leaders this week, please keep meeting. Uh, be aware of government rules. Don't, don't break them. But just be aware, if you don't know how to use uh, an iPhone, ask one of the young people, because uh, they usually help me. Can you fix my phone? Fix my phone. I don't know how, you, can you help me use Facebook? Uh, so just ask someone, or lend someone. If you've got two, Jesus said you've got two cloaks, give one away. If you've got two iPhones, give someone, give, give someone one who maybe needs it just to tune in uh, to what's happening. So let's, let's stay connected personally. Let's stay connected face-to-face. -face, but let's also stay connected digitally as well. Amen? Come on, let's all stand to our feet.